Well, hello, teachers, and welcome back to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. It is another special episode because Jessica is here with us again. Hi, everybody. I feel like it's just a new thing. I agree. I was just thinking that. This is like our new routine. <laughs> yeah. Every Sunday, we sit down and record an episode together. It's fun. Yeah, I look forward to it. <laughs> so we'll have to change our picture then, our image, because oh, right now it's just me. So now that you're, you're going right. to be on it regularly, we need to adjust that. And I'm going to have to like commit to this. Yes. <laughs> I like it. I think it's fun. Um, so we're going to talk today about narrative writing. I mean, we're kind of on this narrative writing kick and we'll be talking about narratives for the next couple of weeks. Um, speaking of which, we actually have a free narrative writing class coming up in June, like towards the middle end of June. Um, that's just like a free training on, you know, the best strategies to use for teaching narratives in your class. So it's really setting you up for success at the beginning of the year, which is when we generally like to introduce narratives for the year. Right. Um, so I'll give you more information on that in the show notes so you can kind of find out more information about the dates and stuff like that um, for that free training. But that will be mid-June, end of June. June 25th to be precise. Oh, you have it. That's Perfect. when we're starting. Yep. <laughs> June 25th. Fantastic. I think mm -hmm. we have four or five different dates to choose we from. We so do. Yeah. So if June 25th doesn't work for you, um, we have other, other options. Um, but we want to talk specifically about narrative writing and the belief that we have, you know, kind of our, um, our reasoning behind why we teach narratives the way that we do and why we really think that you should start to adopt this, um, approach to teaching narratives. And that is, you know, that we find that a lot of teachers teach narratives as an isolated unit, right? Like you'll teach narratives at either the beginning of the year or maybe the end of the year, and you don't really touch it at any other point, right? Jess, is that kind of what you've seen as well. Right. Absolutely. Especially as like a literacy coach in schools, that was the norm in all the classrooms that I worked in. But I know you and I are very similar and we would argue that we like to do a foundational approach with narrative writing, but then we need to consistently incorporate narratives into every single literature unit we do for the rest of the year. Yeah. So I know that might be like a different way of looking at things and yeah. seem daunting, but it's really not. It's not. It's not at all. And it's actually interesting because we have our EBW approach, our evidence-based writing approach, which is, you know, literary analysis. Um, and we talk about that kind of in the same way too, with that same mm -hmm. mindset of, you know, we do a full-blown like six-week in-depth unit at the beginning of the year with EBW. And then students are consistently writing literary analysis pieces throughout the school year. Well, the same is applicable to narratives. We do a three-week unit that's in-depth the beginning of the year, and we switch it up. You know, I think you teach narratives first. I teach the EBW approach first, right, correct. Um, and then we go to the, uh, to the other one. Um, mm -hmm. But then it's easy to incorporate narratives in every single unit that you're writing, maybe not everyone if you can't commit to that, but more than one. So mm -hmm. students are writing narratives all the time. And so it really helps them, um, you know, refine those skills and hit those standards for narratives throughout the year. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So we really want you to challenge maybe the belief that you have or the way that you're doing things currently or have done things and try to look at it in a different perspective. Like what value does this hold? And Jess, let's talk about that. Like what value does it hold to do it this way as opposed to an isolated unit? Right. Well, there's so many components to narrative writing, right? There's your leads, your transitions, dialogue, um, a variety of sentences, endings. I mean, I could keep going. And if you're just teaching that one time in isolation, 
your students aren't getting that extra practice they need to refine those skills. But if you're able to incorporate mini lessons on those components throughout your year, oh my gosh, their writing is going to get so much stronger. And you're going to see the improvement in, um, in anything that they're writing. And that carries over into other types of writing as well, right? We want a variety of sentences, whether it's an expository essay or a narrative writing essay. So yeah, I think it's really important. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, and you know, something that a lot of our EB Teachers Club members have access to is our narrative writing course. And a lot of them do teach it at the beginning of the year. And so, mm -hmm. you know, they set that foundation at the beginning of the year. And in the club, we have had other narrative pieces throughout our monthly bundles that we release. Right. So let's talk about the one we just released, actually, and this might give you some ideas in your own classroom. Our May bundle for our teachers was a narrative writing unit, but the focus was on short stories. And we've, I think, mentioned this on the podcast recently, actually. So we did a short story unit for the teachers. One of the stories was O. Henry's After 20 Years. If you haven't read it, which I hadn't until recently, such a good story. It's great. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. It's going to hook your students, like <laughs> twist ending, like he's famous for. So good. Yeah. So anyway, the the short story unit focused on the story itself and, you know, different techniques that O. Henry used. But then the final component for our teachers was a narrative piece. So they had their students write their own versions of the story, except we called it after five years. And students had to pick characters and a conflict and come up with a narrative. And throughout um, that little portion of the unit, they were doing mini lessons to practice those narrative writing skills. So they focused on leads again and transitions and dialogue. And it's really cool to see what they come up with with those stories. And again, it wasn't a huge chunk of time to tie in narrative writing. We just touched on those skills again, and then they did a writing assignment within a, a literature unit. Yeah. And so they're coming back really full circle. I mean, hopefully they've touched on it throughout the year, but this is a right. great way to end the year. And then you could also, I mean, to, to argue of talking about teaching all types of writing all the time, students could also write a literary analysis piece in response to this short story as well in their study of the short story. So they're hitting two different types of writing, narratives and literary analysis, or it could be an argumentative piece even mm -hmm. tying into literary analysis. Um, so this whole concept, like we want to really urge you to think about and maybe try to break away from. Like we're not just teaching expository for two months, narratives for two months, literary analysis for two months. It is a fluid, consistent thing that happens throughout the school year with all of your different units that you're teaching. Mm -hmm. um, so we want to give you, is there anything else that you wanted to say about that before we talk about something they could use right now? Well, just this is a fun little side note. I don't know if you can use it right now, but I think it's really cool. With this story, if you ever do read after 20 years and you have your students, you know, write their own narratives, there's a very cool website you can go to called, I think it's futureme.org. Um, check that out. And what we have our students do as part of their like publishing party process is they take their narratives that they've written and you can upload those onto the site and it automatically will send their, themselves, the students will send themselves an email set for five years from now. You know, the whole after five years, they're getting their story back in five years. And like, how fun is that? They're going to be totally surprised, forget they ever did it, but in five years, see like a middle school sample of their writing. I just yes. love this. I think you can use it in so many ways. So futureme.org, check that out. But well, think about that. Like if you're side tangent, <laughs> if you're doing that with your eighth graders, they're going to get that email when they're in college. 
right? And how their writing will have changed. Like, oh my so goodness. Cool. Yes. I love that. So we'll put futureme.org in the show notes as well for you mm-hmm. so that you can just click on that link and check that out for your kids. Yes. Um, so what we want to do now is we want to give you like a fun little mini lesson that we've used multiple times in our classrooms. We have our EB teachers club members use this as well. Um, that focuses on leads. And so we're going to walk you through this activity. You can do it with your students tomorrow. If you, even if you're doing online distance learning, we're going to talk to you about some ways that you can adapt this to be useful for that. If you're not listening to this when we're in the middle of a pandemic and our schools are shut down, you can definitely do this in your classroom. Um, but we want to be able to adjust that for you because this is going to air on May, what, 17th or something, 12th, 17th, 12th. I mean, what day is it anyways? I don't even know (laughs) anymore, (laughs) Um, but we want you to be able to utilize it now if, uh, if you're listening to this in May. Um, so Jess, do you want to talk a little bit about this and then I'll talk about the online component for sure. So again, we've already are going to assume that we've taught narrative writing earlier in the year. Like we did our foundational approach with that. And now we're coming back to it. So we do a quick little review with our students about the six different types of leads. And we remind them of, you know, action leads, questions, snapshot, dialogue, flashback, sound effect. So we kind of talk about those for a few minutes. And then our purpose of the activity is to have students write a few different leads. They are not writing a full-blown narrative here. We're only focused on the leads. So again, it, it saves you time. It's just a quick review. So we go over those leads and then we get into the activity and it's, it's really a fun one. Students get into this. So what you can do is you can ask for student input. And I like to think of this as kind of like, um, you know, like improv shows when they ask the audience for help coming up with the sketch ideas or the skit ideas. So it's the same idea. You ask your students for a profession, a place, and a thing. And you call on three different students to get those ideas. And you're going to get, you know, very random responses. I asked my husband for this when we were coming up with the topic for this podcast episode. I just wanted to hear what he said. And right away, he was like, a zoologist. And I was like, okay, I never would have guessed that, you know? So he was like, a zoologist, a tropical island and a hairbrush. And I love like, it. Okay, that works. <laughs> so you'll get random responses like that and you share those with your students, the three answers. And then you have your kids write a lead about those three pieces. That's what their narrative has to be about. So they get to pick which type of lead they want to use. So you're going to have some kids, you know, start with a dialogue lead or some kids do a snapshot lead or whatever it is. And you're going to get a variety, but all around the same topics, which is kind of fun. So when you have your students share their, their leads, you know, just a paragraph or maybe two, if they're, you know, fast writers, you're going to have some really fun responses. And it's a good opportunity to talk about how using the different types of leads really affects like the tone or the mood of the the story of the narrative. Um, So you do that, you have a lot of fun sharing those, and then you ask for three new topics from your students. So you get a new set of a profession, a place, and a thing. And you're going to have students write new leads this time, but they can't use the same kind of lead they did before. So if you were in the physical classroom, you could do this, you know, as as long as time allows working through the topics. And students are really into it, and you're going to get some really silly topics, but that's fine, right? Because they're still practicing the craft of leads, and that's your whole purpose of the lesson. So it's such a fun activity. And I know, Caitlin, you're going to talk about how teachers can do this right now with distance Digitally. Yeah. Digitally. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's, it makes me think of, I went one time in Chicago to see, I think it's called Second City. 
Is mm-hmm. that the name of the improv I think it group? Is. Yeah. And it was so funny. And so like, even if it is silly and it is funny, what a great engaging way to be talking about leads and narratives that can otherwise right? be pretty dry and boring. Um, so no, I think it's going to be really fun for your students. So let's talk about then how we can do this for online distance learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to just give you a few ideas that you can take and use depend, you know, totally depends on your situation, how you're set up for online learning right now. Um, but one of the easy things that you can do is to get students feedback on the three topics, you know, on the, they're going to give you a zoologist or the tropical island. So the profession place and thing is you could create a Google form to send out to students and just put, you know, add, um, add a profession, add a place and add a thing. And you'll get all of that information from your students. You can print it or, you know, set it up in an Excel sheet on Google sheets. And so then you have all of these different topics to choose from. Well, then you can take and those top. Yeah. Really sorry, quickly, I'm just thinking, sorry to interrupt you, but like how fun to hook your students that way. You don't even tell them what they're right. for. They're yes. going to be so creative. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love that. Don't even tell them. Just have just say, fill this out. This is your homework for tomorrow. Like right. you get this done. They'll be like, what does she need from me? Um, but so I, I love that. That's a great hook. Um, so then you take those topics and you can easily just post, like pick three. You would pick one profession, one place, and one thing. And you would put those in, um, in your Google stream and just have your students respond underneath your stream. They would just have to identify what lead they included and then the lead that they they decide to write. And then you can do another like thread essentially within your Google classroom stream where you would put another profession, another place and another thing. So you could set it up that way, just really easily using your Google classroom. You could also use Padlet. Um, if you're familiar with that platform, that's another great platform to use. Or, I mean, Jessica and I were talking about this before, it, again, depends on your situation, but if you have to meet with your students in person, well, Via in Zoom. Zoom or Google Meets in person, you know, live virtually, then you could absolutely just still do this with them as though you were in the classroom. You know, just give, have, say, ask your students, you know, give me a, pr- a profession, give me a place and give me a thing. They can put it in the text box. You can pick one of each of those and let your students know, okay, we're going to write a lead about a zoologist, a tropical island, and a hairbrush. Take out a piece of paper and a pen and write it down really fast. And then you can share out with your students. And it would be, you know, what a fun activity for them to do to hear their classmates' different leads um, and just be able to engage in a, a classroom-like conversation around something that's interesting and engaging at the same time. So those are some of our suggestions for doing this in an online classroom. Right. And I think like this, it naturally lends itself to extension activities, right? So after you finish this, if you want to keep going on the narrative writing train, you could do a transitions mini lesson later on in the week. And you could take the leads that students wrote, whether it's their own or if they have access to what their classmates wrote and have them build on it, have them write an extra paragraph, again, not finishing the narrative, but maybe incorporating three different transitions you've talked about within the, you know, the continuation of that lead. So you can just keep on building with this activity. And I think it's, it's great for these last few weeks of school to keep students engaged, review things you've taught earlier in the year. So it's just like a nice, fun activity. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk more about narratives over the next couple of episodes as we prepare for our big narrative training that's on Mm -hmm. What is it again? June 25th is the first one. Um, so we'll make sure that we have the, the information for you guys in the show notes so you can put that on your calendar 
to come hang out with us live and talk about narratives. I think it's always fun when we do that. Um, so the other thing that I want to leave you guys with is we actually, I'm so excited about this on Thursday, Friday. I can't remember which day it was. We literally just finished creating a brand new writing guide all about getting your students to master the writing standards. And so what we did is we took each of the writing anchor standards and we came up with different ideas, activities. We give you pictures um, of ways that you can help your students master those specific anchor standards in your classroom. And I think also help you as a teacher better understand those standards. Cause so often yes. I know I've looked at standards and I'm like, what is this even asking me to do? Like, I have no idea how to teach this. So it's nice to have like a concrete example. Yes. And we, we tried to break it down in very like, you know, easy to understand language for those specific standards that we're, I remember we're like, what is this one really asking us to do when mm -hmm. we were first, you know, looking at the standards years ago, developing our, our writing curriculum. Um, so we have that free writing guide for you. It's brand new, something we just finished creating. And you can grab that by going to ebacademics.com forward slash writing guide. Make sure that you have the two G's right next to each other. Cause when I first typed it in, I forgot one of the G's because you know, they were right next to each other and it just was weird. Um, so ebacademics.com forward slash writing guide will include that in the show notes for you as well. Um, so that's it for today's episode. We'll see you next week. We'll be continuing our conversations about narratives and we're super excited. Have a great week, you guys. Bye everybody.